0: All right, welcome back to the show Money Grows on Trees. My name's Lloyd Ross and this topic this episode is on bonds. Okay, bonds, B O N D S, bonds. A financial instrument what is commonly referred to in financial parlance as fixed income. Okay? So, if you think about stocks. Stocks are usually called equities, okay? Because when you're when you're buying stocks, you're buying equity in a business, okay? You're buying equity in a business. When you're buying a bond, you're actually um, you're actually lending money to a company. Okay, so when you buy a stock, you're 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 getting a piece of their business, and in return, um, you know you're giving them money for that piece of that business. Okay, so you're buying shares in the business. When you buy a bond, you're actually lending money to a company. All right, now, so in 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 really simple terms, it's like an IOU basically. All right, so it's like borrowing money and lending money. So here's an example. Let's say a company wants to expand its operations, grow, it needs money, it needs to fund itself, it needs to create funds. So what it can do is it can issue stocks in its company, okay, issue stocks. So you can actually issue ownership in its company, you buy ownership and so it raises money, but it sells a piece of its ownership in stocks. Okay, so it's giving up ownership to actually raise money. Whereas bonds, it can raise money without giving up ownership in the business. So it literally borrows money off people. Alright, so it then gives them a bond. So it issues them a bond. And in return, it takes their money. Okay, so if you're an investor, and you want to be a bond holder, what you do is you say to the company, listen, Mr. Company, I'm gonna lend you money. And in return, you're gonna give me a bond. Okay, so that you have like a legal right to get that money back off them. So why would you want to do that? Why would you want to lend money to a company? Well, a bondholder, someone who lends money to a company, they get an interest rate return. So they actually, when you lend money, you get paid interest. Much like what happens when a bank lends you money, they charge you interest. Well, When you're a bondholder and you lend money to a company, you charge them interest. Okay, so it's, you know, around the prevailing interest rate. So the interest rate, let's say it's, you know, 2%, 3%. Okay, at the moment. That's what a bond, that's what the interest rate on in a bond is going to be, a corporate bond. Okay? So that's basically it. And and how how you make money from bonds is two ways. The first way is this. If, if I lend money to a company and they issue me with a bond, it says in the bond, it says, look, we've borrowed money off you. Uh, thank you. We're going to pay you interest on that money and we're going to pay you interest twice a year. And with a bond, the interest payment is called a coupon. It's weird, I know. It's called a coupon payment. So you can actually earn interest back off the company because you've lent the money. So they'll keep paying you coupons for the entire time that you're a bondholder. All right. So when a company issues a bond, it's usually issued for, say, one year, 10 years, or 30 years. And that's called, when the bond is finished, it's called the maturity date. It matures. The bond expires okay but they call it maturity so the bond matures so when a company borrows money off you they pay you interest over the course of the bond or over the entire period of the 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 actual bond okay and that's how you make cash flow okay you get paid interest but also the value of a bond can go up all right which is cool and it can go down okay so you can actually get capital growth from bonds as well so here's the thing, it's, bonds are less risky than stocks because here's why. When you own stocks in a company and the company goes broke, okay, the equity is worth zero. <laughs> so the shares you have in the business are worth zero. And, but when you, when, you, when you lend money to a company and in return you get a bond, you're the bondholder. Bondholders get first rights if a company goes broke the bondholders get first dibs okay they get first right of refusal on all of the assets of the company okay so the 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 borrowers get first go at taking whatever is left of the company so if a company goes into liquidation or it goes bankrupt the first people to get something back if there is any money left are the bondholders and that's why they say that bonds are less risky than stocks okay and so uh, that's something to consider. But let's look at bonds for a second here. So but in, in, in their most simple form, they're IOUs, okay? Very, very simple. And um, there are different types of bonds, okay? So we, we use an example before of a corporate bond. So when you're lending money to a company, they're giving you a corporate bond back, okay? Which stipulates in a certain amount of time, we're gonna pay you back the entire principal. So the amount of money you lent us, we're gonna pay it back in full, and until that date, we're going to pay you interest. Okay. We're going to pay you coupons. All right. And that's, they're very common. You can buy them, you know, with, through an online broker. You can buy bonds in different companies. Okay. Um, and then you've got what they call municipal bonds, where your local uh, council or your, your, your local municipality will actually issue bonds and, you know you lend money to the municipality so they can raise funds to go and build roads and stuff like that so they'll pay you for the course of the bond they'll pay you interest on that money you've lent them okay so that's municipal bonds then you've got government bonds where you actually lend money to the government all right they're commonly referred to as treasury bonds so if you ever hear this thing like oh treasury bonds that's when you I'm lending money to the government so the government will borrow money off the public and they'll issue them with a bond now treasury bonds are really good because they're they're risk-free, basically, all right? Because they're fully backed by the uh, by the government, all right? So you can't, the, co- the government more or less, you know, they can't default on those bonds. Um, so when it comes to treasury bonds, okay, the government's raising money by issuing bonds and then they're borrowing money, okay, and they'll pay a coupon and interest rate on that money. So you can, it's interesting that you can lend money to the government. And if it's a one-year bond, a one-year government bond or a one-year treasury bond is called a T-bill, a treasury bill. That's what they call them. Less than a year, it's called a treasury bill. Between um, one and ten years, it's called a note, a treasury note. <laughs> it's weird, I know. And then over ten, between ten and thirty years, it's called a bond, a treasury bond. So they're the different types of government bonds that are available. All right. Now, the the interest rate that so, like, if you're a lender and you're lending money to a company, a municipality, or or the government, they're going to pay you interest on that money you're lending them, okay? In a coupon, and they usually pay coupons. The interest is paid twice a year, okay? Um, so, two big lump sums of interest payments you get throughout the throughout the duration of the bond, okay? Now, the amount of interest you can charge, all right, them for lending the money, is dictated by the length of the bond. So the maturity, so like either a year, you know, 10 years or 30 years, okay? So if it's short-term, maybe the interest rate's a lot higher. If it's long-term, maybe the interest rate's a lot lower, okay? So, um, because there's less risk in that. So, uh, you know, it all varies. But here's something very interesting that you need to know about bonds, okay? Because <sighs> you're probably thinking to yourself, man, I really, I need to get some bonds. Maybe i diversify and get some stocks and bonds. And if you read a few books, like, Benjamin Graham's the intelligent investor they talk a lot in the old days about having some in stocks and having some in bonds okay and even wall street now it talks about oh you got to re- reduce your risk and get some bonds you can't have everything in stocks okay because bonds are safe especially treasury bonds well treasury bonds are safe because they don't pay much return <laughs> it's called the risk f- the amount of the amount of interest you charge the government for lending them money is the risk free rate which means there's no risk in it so it's a very small amount of money it's like Less than 1%, it's really, really small. So it's not worth doing, okay? So it's almost worthless getting, <laughs> buying treasury bonds. I mean, you wanna buy treasury bonds if you don't wanna make much money because there's no risk in it, okay? So so here we go. Uh, the thing that you need to know about bonds is this. Okay, now buckle up. This is gonna be really, uh, you know, this is important, but you're gonna be, I don't wanna bore you to death, but here we go. This <laughs> is, don't freak out. The value of a bond goes up when interest rates go down. The value of a bond goes up when interest rates fall or go down. Okay. So it's inversely correlated. Bonds and interest rates are inversely correlated, which means they move in opposite directions. Okay. So when interest rates are really low, a lot of people want to borrow money. So debt is in high demand. So companies want to borrow a lot of money when interest rates are low so they issue a lot of bonds okay and because the, you know they want to issue a lot of bonds and people want to lend money to companies there's demand for bonds and it goes up it goes up and up and up so the value of bonds goes up as interest rates fall okay now as, as interest rates go up the value of bonds falls okay so when you uh when you lend money to a company or the government and they give you a bond in return, you've got these bonds, you don't have to hold them for the whole duration. You don't have to hold them for the whole time frame until they mature, until they pay you the money back. You don't have to hold them for the whole year. You don't have to hold them for the whole 10 years or 30 years. You can actually resell them, okay? You can resell them, sell them onto someone else. So here's something really interesting. If you had have bought bonds like way back in the 1980s, 1990s, when interest rates were a lot higher, bonds would have been quite cheap in comparison to what they are today. If you had a held them for quite a long time, like the 30-year bonds, let now, what's that now, 2021, you you would find that as interest rates have fallen over that time frame. if you look at interest rates, have gone from like, in the 1980s, they were like 15%. They've fallen from 15% down to almost zero. So what do you think has happened in the last 30 years? As interest rates have slowly fallen, What's this, what has happened to bond values? They've gone up over time. So if you had bought bonds way back then, you would have made a fortune, heaps of money in the last 30 years because interest rates are falling. But here's the problem. <laughs> now that interest rates have got nowhere to go but up, okay, it means that now bonds are at an all-time high. They're in a bond bubble. It's like, if you think about it, they can't reduce interest rates any lower because they go to like, sub-zero. Okay, Bonds are at an all-time peak value. So if you're buying bonds now as, int- as inflation goes up and interest rates go up to curb inflation and so interest rates will slowly go up okay to cool the economy because it'll overheat otherwise too much too much uh, spending going on, then what's going to happen when interest rates go up over the next 10, 20, 30 years as, as rates slowly rise with inflation, bonds are going to fall in value. So it's a really crappy time to buy bonds, I think personally in my in my eyes economically, Supply and demand, it's a really crappy time to buy bonds. I don't know who is buying bonds, but they're gonna get slaughtered buying bonds. So maybe not the one year bonds, but certainly in the next, you know, ten to thirty year bonds, they're probably gonna get slaughtered. So I'm not a big fan of bonds. In fact, with bonds, you buy them you you know, you buy a bond and then a the company or you know, if they're a corporate bond, the company's gonna pay you what, interest, right? For the for the for the amount that's that's owed. They're going to pay you interest. So if you buy a bond, they're going to pay you interest over the term of the bond, and they pay it twice a year. So you're just going to get interest payments, which is just cash flow, just fine. But if bond values are going to fall, how are you going to make any capital gains? How is it going to work? You know, bonds might be, you know, less risky because if a company goes broke, you know, you can be the first to get its assets because you're a bond holder. That's great. But why would you want to buy bonds in a company that's going to go broke anyway? Like bonds, I just don't own any bonds. I I just own stocks, you know, stocks have done better than bonds over the course of in the last, you know, however many hundreds of years. They've done better. Stocks have done better than gold. Stocks have done better than, uh, you know, pretty well everything out there. Okay, now I know you Bitcoin people like, ah, Bitcoin's gone up 500% in a year. Yep, for the time being, but we'll see what happens over the next hundred years. But, you know, largely stocks are the, stocks have returned the best in, in any investment class. And uh, we've, we've spoken about it on other episodes about ETFs and stuff like that. So I'm not, you know, I, I don't get too confused with the bonds thing. Um, one thing that's interesting that I haven't touched on about bonds, there is so much to learn about bonds. There are different, obviously there's different types of bonds, like in terms of treasury bonds, corporate bonds, municipal bonds, and so on. Okay. But uh, there's other categories too, like, uh, if we go to like zero-coupon bonds, like zero-coupon bonds don't pay a coupon, so you don't get any interest payments throughout the holding the bond. You wait till the very end and they pay you in a lump sum, Okay, which is cool. Then there's these things called convertible bonds. Now, these are really interesting. Warren Buffett made a lot of money buying corporate or convertible bonds in Bank of America. So what happens with convertible bonds is this. The company's going through, obviously, some hard times like Bank of America did after the GFC, and it says, look... We need to raise capital. We, we need money. The, 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 the banking industry is getting smashed by the GFC. We don't know if we're going to be around. Pretty bad. bad. The GFC was bad. Like it was way worse than, than the pandemic in terms of what happened to the world. So the biggest banks in the world are starting to fail, right? This is in 2008, 2009. And then Bank of America says, OK, look, we need to raise some money. We can't borrow money. Off anyone. No one wants to give us any money. Warren Buffett comes in and says, hey, Bank of America, I'll give you five billion dollars because he's got all the cash, right? Smart guy. And Bank of America says, "Great. Do you want to do you want to buy some? Can we just borrow it and give you a bond in return? and We'll just pay you interest on that money on that five five billion you give us. We'll pay you." He said, "Yep, sounds good." But here's what's going to happen because he makes the rules because he had the cash and they needed it, and he 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 made the best deal with Bank of America. He said, "Okay, I'll lend you five billion bucks. You'll give me bonds." And I think the coupon rate he was getting was like 9%. It was a ridiculous amount of money. It was awesome. Like 9% return on lending of $5 billion is huge. <laughs> is that 95 dollars No, yeah. Bef- yeah, four hundred fifty million. dollars I think, a year in income. So anyway, so here's what he said. He said, but I don't want just bonds because then I'll have to repay. You'll give me the $5 billion back in a few years when it matures and I'll have my $5 billion plus all the interest, which is great. But... I want to own a bit of your company. So these bonds are going to be convertible bonds, which means at the end, before the bonds mature, if the share price gets to a certain amount, I get to convert the bonds into stocks. Okay, and that's called a convertible bond, where you you own bonds in a company, and before a certain maturity date, uh, at a certain date, you can choose and elect to convert those bonds into ownership in stock. So he converted his whole $5 billion dollars into five billion ownership of bank of america so now he owns billions of dollars in bank of america he actually owns stocks in it so he owns a piece of the company equity he owns equity and that that is has grown by i think like what does it say no. so i think fourfold for him so his five billion is now i'm pretty sure worth 21 billion or something it's like the second largest stock position he owns in his portfolio so those convertible bonds are really now those types of convertible bonds are only available to like super wealthy people like him but you can buy convertible bonds convertible notes okay in companies so it's it's really cool to, to, to see i think obviously the reason why warren buffett did that is because if he lent them five billion dollars in bonds he knew if they bolted if they went broke he would be the first to take any assets that the bank had so for him it was a really good deal because he's like you know what if i lend you five billion and the bank fails at least i'm going to get a lot of my five billion back because i'm a bond holder all right, whereas when you own stocks and the company, you know, goes broke, you don't get anything, basically. The bondholders get first dibs. So for him, it was really riskless on the way in, great deal, and then he converted it to stocks when the company was doing better and he's cleaned up, he's cleaned up. So there you go. So a couple of little things to remember when it comes to bonds is they inverse relation to interest rates. So when interest rates go up, the value of bonds fall. When interest rates go down, the value of bonds go up, okay? And of course, I think in the foreseeable future, we'll see interest rates rise and rise and rise and rise and rise. And rise. means the values of bonds are going to fall from here so yeah i know if you want to go buy bonds you can jump on online brokers and go and buy the bonds great make sure you know what you're buying before you buy them of course the there are different quality bonds out there okay so ones that are called high yield bonds that produce really high interest rates so if you lend money to a company and they give you a high interest rate they're called high yield bonds but they're commonly known as junk bonds so if you ever hear, hear someone say oh junk bonds that's, they're called junk bonds because the company that's issuing them is junk. <laughs> they're high risk. That's why there's a high return, okay? So the, the poor quality bonds are called junk bonds, okay? So the lower the interest rate on a bond, typically the lower the risk and the higher the quality, okay? Now, this is another another podcast episode I can do, but what caused the GFC was when they took all these mortgage bonds, okay? And they actually took... <laughs> they took Very poor quality mortgage bonds, and then wrap them up with a couple of good quality mortgage bonds into uh, what they called collateralized debt obligation. Anyway, long story, but they ended up selling them as a high, high A -A quality bond, and it was not. It was rubbish. It was just the worst loans in those bonds, in those CDOs, and that obviously completely destroyed the world in two thousand and nine. So there you go. Bonds are really important to understand. So that's it. I mean, I hope I haven't confused you. That's what bonds are and you know at least you know now, okay? So if anyone talks to you about bonds, I'm like, I know what bonds are, okay? So there you go. So I hope that episode was good. God, that was a long one. It's a, it's a lot to get out because that is a huge, that's one whole subject in like a CFA charter program or one whole topic throughout corporate finance. It's really in depth. And there's a lot more to learn about it too, but that, that, they're, the, they're the fundamentals that you definitely would need to know. So if you're loving this episode, I hope you do. Uh, give us a shout-out on your Instagram stories. Tag me at LloydJamesRoss. Um, and leave us a review. Uh, if you can subscribe and leave us a five-star review, that would be amazing. I would really appreciate it. I'll give you a shout-out on my stories too if you do. And, of course, feel free to share the podcast with a friend. Getting some great feedback. We're getting more and more subscribers on all podcast. the time. So I want to like say thank show, you, you for sharing, love, and again, if you want me to roll out a topic, out just shoot me a DM on Instagram com. and roll it out. Okay, got heaps more topics leave coming a uh, feel as long free as there's a few guests. All right, so At that's it for Money Grows Ross. on Trees podcast. I'll see you on the next episode.